Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has, my decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digital. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. CW McCall, a little old school for you, for everybody out in uh, Nisku. And I've actually been to Blackjacks before. So, uh, anyhow, uh, 700 uh, hardworking, honest truckers with a bit of a pro uh, pipeline stance today. Make it happen. Let's get this thing done. This is uh, Oilers Now. It is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call and one simple invoice for all of your technology needs. Well, what did you expect? I mean, the organization's called the Oilers. You don't think they're not a little pro-pipeline? And we're going to be taking a look into the pipeline coming up in today's edition of Oilers Now with Oilers VP of Player Development, Scott Housen. Uh, that interview will be at one thirty-five. I'd like to welcome Dave Campbell to the show, the uh, radio analyst for the Edmonton Eskimos, who... Uh, Pinch hit sometimes. Uh, we've, we've sent Brendan Escott back to Kamloops. So We're going to we, bring him back, I think. We, we, so we've replaced him with a good old Alberta boy. <laughs> Bit of a BC tweaker, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, <laughs> anyhow, just getting rented. Uh Dave, thanks for uh, pinch hitting. Uh, you're going to look after the last half hour of the show. I've got to uh, go to a event coming up here with uh, with Jack uh, Michaels, my play-by-play partner, who we'll be hearing momentarily from. But uh, Look forward to it. Uh, full. Full, Good to be here. Yeah, full interview coming up with uh, Scott Housen. A lot on the Oilers prospects in the pipeline on yeah. a day in which we have a convoy that is pro-pipeline out in Iskew. Oh, the irony of that. Uh, by the way, Stopper Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. 
the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry, and uh, that'll be taking place uh, 1235 to 135, obviously, with a show called Oilers Now. Uh, we got a lot to get to, and again, Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof, one number to call, one simple invoice for all of your office technology needs, and I know Hugh Porter at Digitex, and I'm going to tell you right now, he would be 100% on board supporting uh, uh, the pro pipeline uh, convoy that's currently taking place uh, out uh, Nisku Way. We, by the way, uh, Dave, you know this because you fly with the Eskimos during the season. But as you know, we fly charter with the Oilers, mm-hmm. and we actually do the Nisku turnoff. That's where. That's why I've said I've referenced blackjacks before. I've actually uh, met a former uh, coach of the hockey team once there after a road trip. Oh. For uh, hey, before <laughs> we before we go to town, let's just whip in here and have a drink and talk about what we just saw last night. Uh, but uh yeah it's uh they've kind of redone that whole area as to where uh a lot of the uh, the private planes and that sort of thing end up going and that's there's going to be uh, century miles going to be in there yep. which is going to be awesome moving forward as well and this show today partially brought to you by our friends at Horse Race Alberta Spectre coming up at 12.35. Dave, you're going to have a bit of an Eskimo update right around 12, 24, 25 after we do NHL today for our friends Elite uh, Promotional Marketing. But one question right off the get-go. Mike Riley, should the Eskimo fans be concerned? Uh, yes. I, okay. think, I think there's always a concern when a player says, I'm going to weigh all my options, and I'm going to wait until the CBA is signed. I mean, he hasn't said that directly, but that's right. basically what's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think you should always be concerned when a player doesn't automatically say, yeah, I want to see, I want to re-sign in Edmonton. Right. He's always said Edmonton will be in the mix, but he is a guy that's going to weigh all of his options. Right. Well, there's an old rule in sports. Uh, Bear Bryant once said, coach at Alabama, the coach that walks off the bus with the best players has got the best team. Yep. And uh, you know what? Mike Riley was as good as there is in the Canadian Football League. The Oilers, of course, have Connor McDavid. Let's get to it. Here's how you get a hold of us. You can reach us on our Oilers Now hotline, 780-496-0063. Brought to you by New Year's Eve at the River Cree Resort Casino. Start the night with Live and Let Die, a Paul McCartney tribute. Then stick around for an evening you'll never forget. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. And you can text us on our Heartland Ford text line. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford. Without giving Heartland Ford a chance, experience the difference of Heartland Ford. Uh, we're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob uh, underscore Stoffer. Dave, uh, give us the uh, Twitter handle. Dave underscore Chet. Yes. There, there you go. There you have it. <laughs> we are going to head straight into the Oilers Now audio vault for our friends at Direct Workwear. Times are tough. Direct deals are tougher. Save 25% in-store on Workwear all December. Well, Oilers didn't have a lot of juice last night. No excuses. Uh, 14th game in 25 days. Down two defensemen. The Oilers' lack of depth defensively, especially given the Secker injury in the offseason, I think uh, really showed its effects over the last five games. Edmonton dramatically outshot here of late. Uh, Here's Jack Michaels with a call, a game against St. Louis. Braun streaks in right-hand side. Re-shot score. He blew it right over the right shoulder of Cam Talbot, demonstrating the touch that resulted in a career-high 28 goals when he played for the Oilers back in 2014. And initially got it back to Kara. He's open down low. Jaden Schwartz draped all over him. Kara, one-timer score. A beauty. Yes, a Puliarvi fires it past Jake Allen, and this game is tied. Up the middle, poke free, Bozak two on one, Thomas left circle to the net, didn't get a shot away, and Talbot's able to 
hold on in the blue paint as driving furiously to that was Patrick Maroon. St. Louis thinks he may have scored here, Jock. After video review, it's determined that the play, the puck direct, or can tr- cross the goal line, therefore it's a good goal. What? Bob, now again, we only have access to a certain degree of replays, but what are they talking about here? Are they inferring that the puck must be underneath the left pad, can't possibly be in his glove, and therefore is in? Challenge for goaltender interference prior to the goal. I don't... First of all, I don't understand how this was overturned. After review, the call on the ice is confirmed. It's a good goal. Boy, that's amazing. It's amazing. Huge hit by Kara on Vince Dunn. And now Kara finishes off Dunn in front of the St. Louis net. And Dunn is hurt. They'll stay on the power play. They can score at will. Shen off the draw. Right circle. Wrist shot score. And Vladimir Tarasenko ends his seven-game run of futility with his tenth of the year. It comes on the power play. And a Shen softly head to Jaden Schwartz. Shoots from center and scores. Four to one. All right, so the Oilers lose. The uh, water cooler topic was last night's uh, 2-1 goal. Let's get a couple thoughts on that before we give our own. We'll start with Ken Hitchcock, Oilers head coach. The way it was explained to us was that uh, he pushed on the puck. He didn't push on the pad. The pad happened to go with the puck. So that was the way it was explained to us. They said they had a view, an overhead view that said that the puck was in before the push started, and the look that we had was different. So... You know, what are you going to do? Well, you're, the, the, the hockey game for me was we had those three chances just before that. And uh, then they came down the ice and got that one chance. And that was a ball game. Cam Talbot, who's been involved in, he had a tough run on some uh, goal calls, as we all know, during the 2017 playoffs. Talbot had this to say in the Blues 2-1 goal. First, I didn't think that it crossed the line. I thought I had it. Um, but then uh, when they called it a goal, I thought for sure it would be um, called back just based on, you know, I thought that my pad was pushed in. But, um, you know, Kyle came up to me, gave him credit. He said that he thought that uh, the puck had crossed the line before my pad was pushed and gave me an explanation and, you know, just didn't go our way tonight. All right, so let's get to it here. Um, you know, I saw the reaction of Blues players. And that concerned me. The length of conversation that occurred with the officials at NHL Central Command concerned me more. When you, We never saw it during the course of uh, what was provided through Sportsnet from our broadcast location up on the 8th floor at Rogers Place. Uh, we are not on the, uh, the second or third floor of Rogers Place like some other broadcasters. Um, I, I, I got to tell you, when I saw the, the replays that were provided, I was trying to find out, well, how the heck did, how can they call that a goal? Because we've actually had situations where the Oilers appeared to have scored a goal a couple of years ago against L.A., and logic dictated that the puck was in the net with the goaltender, but it wasn't called a goal. And here you have the opposite situation where we don't have the actual, uh, you know, wasn't called a goal on the ice, and they overturn it. But afterwards, there was a still out there that uh, illustrated that perhaps it did go over the line. So that's, you know what? I would assert to you that the Oilers were outplayed and St. Louis probably earned their breaks in the hockey game. 
And the Oilers' power play, which is on a 3-for-30 run, cost them, has cost them a bit here over the stretch as well. They've had no juice. They keep losing momentum on the power play. So, in a way, you could argue, and the Oilers have won some games already this season where maybe they didn't deserve to win. I think last night St. Louis deserved to win. And let's not forget the last time the Oilers played the Blues, they didn't have Jaden Schwartz, and they didn't have Alex Steen. And the Oilers had Clefbaum and Russell. So the makeup of the two teams changes, and Edmonton dominated the second and third period against St. Louis after they got their teeth kicked in in the first period. Uh, St. Louis had the better team last night, and the Oilers look gassed. And their power play lacks imagination. Here's Ken Hitchcock on the PP going 0 for 5. I, I think that we lost the game in the second period. We didn't lose the game in the third period. We lost it in the second period. And we lost it on special teams, on power play. And I think our problem is that we're too slow on the flanks. We don't have enough movement on the flanks, and um, we'll get that changed. But we're we're standing still on outside the dots and trying to make plays instead of a, in attack mode. We're not playing near enough downhill, and uh, like I said, we will get that fixed over the next uh, couple of practices on the 20th, 21st. But that's the major thing for me is that. Our movement across the top is too slow, both with our feet and with our puck movement, and it allows teams to recover. And, and uh, you know, we're in the zone, but not much is going on. All right, that's Ken Hitchcock adding some additional comments on uh, needing the power play to improve. Kind of run cold the last three or four games. I was helping us before, and now it's uh, probably hurting us. So we'll, like I said, we'll get two practices in, we'll get it fixed, and move forward from there. But... It's a one-one hockey game. It's exactly where you want it at home, and and uh, we were the first team to crack, and, and that's that's unfortunate. I didn't think we had good energy at the start. I thought we really gathered it in in the second period, and uh, had some good energy. And then in the in the third period, uh, seemed like the second goal deflated us, and then killing the penalty. We did a great job right until the end on killing the penalty, and then got scored on late. 9-4-2, Ken Hitchcock is head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I, to me, the Edmonton's a 10-22 through 22 team in the NHL. They're not a top-8 team. They're not a bottom-8 team. They're 10-22. through 22. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, I think they found themselves a guy who could be a long-term number-one goaltender in this league in terms of Miko Koskinen. He's better at home because he's more comfortable. The power play has to change. And uh, it needs some new inspiration. Glenn Galdson has headed that power play up for most of the year. I know that uh, there was some excitement when Manny Viveros was brought in. Uh, Manny has no NHL experience. Usually there's a little, it's Dave, you know this from football. Even though a guy is a, you know what, hot, uh, you know, college coordinator type, Usually he takes on a skill position before he becomes a full offensive or defensive coordinator, yep. and the same thing's kind of a herd. Gullitson's been an NHL head coach. I, knowing Ken Hitchcock a bit, I could see Hitch, like last year, just so everybody knows, last year Jim Johnson ran the penalty kill until about February, and then Todd McClellan took over the penalty kill mm-hmm. and and simplified the messaging. And the penalty kill did better, and Talbot stopped pucks on the PK, which was a big part of it. I see Ken Hitchcock taking over more ownership of the power play. Uh, and if and if I recall correctly, when Ken went into Columbus and St. Louis, he put some pretty interest after the initial, you know, Ken in there for a month type thing. He did some things that people were like, really? Mm-hmm. 
and some of them worked out. So I would I would expect when we get back to practice tomorrow, because today was a CBA-mandated off day, again, the Oilers have played 14 games in 25 days. Ken Hitchcock has only had three full practices. They're getting a full practice on uh, Thursday and Friday before the last game, before the Christmas break against Tampa on Saturday. And they're going to have to be way better against Tampa. And they're challenged on the back end right now. No mistake. They are challenged. They are, you know, when they have all their defensemen going, they have, at best, an average defense in the NHL. So, um, anyhow, I expect Ken to maybe have an interesting wrinkle or two. Just... You know, I kind of took a look at, I was just thinking back to Columbus, and I mean, Scott Housen was in Columbus as GM, and, uh, you know, Ken did some interesting things there, <laughs> and he did some interesting things in St. Louis, too. So I, I could see some, you know, I know that uh, Darcy McLeod, Wood guy, put out the stats on uh, Chase on playing with McDavid and Drysaddle, and they're getting crushed right now yeah. in Corsi, and those are your best guys. Yeah. So expect some changes coming up uh, tomorrow at practice, and I definitely expect, if it was me, this is how off the charts I would be uh, with the power play. I would move Nugent Hopkins to the second unit and have him quarterback that second unit, have him run that second unit, and then find a right shot to replace uh, Nugent Hopkins on the... Because uh, right now, McDavid's on the right side half boards most of the time. Drysaddle's either in the middle bumper roll or down low, and they're trying to feed it to Chase on, who's the net presence. And I would have a, a, a right shot replace Nugent Hopkins and then have Nugent Hopkins head up that second power play unit. So we'll see. And, and it's tricky. This is going to be tricky because the team is just okay. When they have everybody going, if Koskinen stops the puck and Connor and Leon are going, they can win games. But they got to have everybody going. And so if they have everybody going and those guys are going, they can make the playoffs. But it's they are not a top eight team in the NHL. I don't think they're a bottom eight team. They're they're in the middle. It's going to be a tricky go. There, uh, a question that Hitchcock was asked last night during the uh, post game was uh, about the power play and says what needs to change. And right away he said the back end. You know, and I, th- I think it's probably more than that. But for him to come out and say that right away yeah. uh, was very telling. And that's what I was thinking last night watching the game. I'm going, what this team doesn't have is a guy. You don't need the bomb from the point yeah. like Surrey had uh, years ago. You don't need that sort of threat. You need a guy that's going to make the top end of that power or that penalty kill unit nervous. They don't yeah. have anyone that can do Completely that. Completely fair. I mean, Darnell Nurse is a good all-around defenseman. I don't yeah. know. And, and Clefbaum probably has a higher offensive ceiling than Nurse. That's where Bouchard comes in, and he's going to be captaining Team Canada, the World Juniors, and running their power play from the back end, right? But he's not quite there yet. And yep. we're you're going to hear Scott Housen coming up today talking about Joel Person as well. It's twelve twenty three in Edmonton. We're going to t- take a timeout when we come back in Oilers now. Dave Campbell will have NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Reminder: Mark Spector coming up at twelve thirty five today. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. This is Oilers now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Mark Spector coming in a studio here at uh, 1235 Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. The 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. Right now, though, let's go to NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Drew Shamahorn and the staff at uh, Elite Promotional Marketing. Drew was just telling me the other day, Bob, make sure you pass along to all your listeners. Very uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's. And here is uh, one and only Dave 
Campbell. Thank you, Bob. Let's start with some Oilers news. For Jujar Kara will have a hearing today in regards to his cross-check on St. Louis Blues defense with Vince Dunn. Incident occurred in the third period. Kara received a five-minute major and a game misconduct. Dunn, by the way, has been fined uh, just under $2,000. Uh, well, we'll tell you the amount, $1,942.20, which is the maximum allowable under the, the uh, CBA for cross-checking Kara. Two games in the NHL tonight. The Montreal Canadiens beginning a six-game road trip against the Avalanche. The Canadians coming off a tough loss a couple nights ago against the Boston Bruins. They have, though, won five of the last seven games. Another chapter in the storied rivalry between the Washington Capitals and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, that game's in Washington. Capitals have won five straight games. Alex Ovechkin, seven goals in his last three games. He has 29 goals on the season. Buffalo Sabres have, play, have suspended a place suspended for Patrick Berglund on unconditional waivers for the purpose of terminating his contract. Berglund was suspended by the Sabres on Saturday for failing to report to the team for its road game in Washington. Canadian Juniors has its first uh, pre-tournament game tonight in Victoria as uh, they take on Switzerland. They'll begin uh, the tournament uh, in Vancouver on Boxing Day against Denmark, Canada defending gold medalists. They will not have uh, Canadian winger and LA Kings prospect Gabriel Velarde because of a nagging back injury. He's out for the rest of the tournament. Canada can make changes. Uh, the final roster needs to be set on Christmas Day. Bakersfield Condors visit the Stockton Heat tonight, uh, or play the Stockton Heat tonight, then uh, hit the road for a pair of games against Colorado on the weekend. Oil Kings off until the 28th. They're currently third in the Central Division, and that's good enough for a playoff spot. U of A Golden Bears resume conference play in January. They have two exhibition games against the Nate Ooks on the 28th and the Calgary Dinos on the 29th, both here in Edmonton. Coming up, Mark Spector for Horse Racing Alberta after a news, weather, and traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.